going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I'm here on a pod. It's been a minute, but I'm here with my co-host, Camo. Camo, are you there? Just the West, I'm here. How uh, how's things are going? And uh, what is what what day is it? Number 100, 125 quarantine for you? So, some shit like that. I think this is like what. Four, three and a half, four-ish months. Yeah, yeah. Sheltered place right around March, and then I can't believe it. We're like half time into 2020. It is late June, set going into July, and we're still in this. We're still in this. We're still in it. Yeah, I know, right? I know. I know you. You have a birthday coming up too, so I I was thinking like, it's just what's going to be able to celebrate outside for his birthday but it looks like oakland opened up so you can actually uh, have a little outdoor dining experience maybe maybe and the funny thing yeah. about that was like a couple months back i was just saying like hey when we're all back to normal and all that i'm gonna have like the fattest taco truck party ever for my <laughs> birthday but um mm-hmm. maybe i might have a couple friends don't get yeah. me wrong but i don't think i can have yeah. like the anticipated attendance not, that I, I not like your uh what was it what was your, your was it like your 20 23rd birth no 25th birthday down in la with the with the taco truck and stuff in the yes. park that's right that's right shout out to ricky's fish tacos we had that in griffith park that shit was dope park. that was that dope, was dope. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> fast forward now to 2020 and here we are uh we're still well i won't say we're completely sheltered in place but at least where i am in my neck of the woods in california in berkeley california we're like phase two and a half maybe three How's it over oh, there wow. in Seattle right now? Um, I think we're pretty similar. Phase, strong phase two. Um, we do have uh, uh, indoor and outdoor dining at fifty percent capacity. Um, Ooh, okay. New okay. new thing starting tomorrow is that I know that California's been doing it a little while now. You have to wear a mask everywhere in public. Correct. Same here. So that's gonna be the new thing going tomorrow. Um, but yeah, stores are opening for, you know, you can go shopping for like half hour or something like that. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, but okay. you know, it's the, it's just, it's the new normal, I guess. Yes, it is the new norm. And, you know, I think that we're all trying to get on with our lives and find some form of normalcy. And that's kind of the reason why um, we haven't done a pod in a while, just because there hasn't been yeah. too much activity for, NFL, <laughs> for this NFL offseason. No been kind of kind of weird otas yeah. you know a lot of the things that come around this calendar year for the nfl has been postponed you know but at the same time right now there's been a good amount of movements where i thought you know it'd be worth it to get on the pod and talk about it if, if your doubt came up yeah no i mean i i saw i think i saw a tweet the other day or something it just showed like a the month of July and all the things that sports that are coming back in some form. So it was pretty, uh, it was pretty exciting. Even, uh, you know, I was even excited for baseball to actually kind of get their stuff together. That's right. So, I mean, not even talking about football, but it sets precedent for what football may come or hopefully if it does come, mm-hmm. but NBA is slated late July yep. in NBA. World, Florida and then the MLB, Major League Baseball, has finally agreed between players and owners to have a 60-game MLB season. So yes. we shall see. Just so, because 
the NFL well, is like come fall time. One question know. before we jump into jump to, one question before we jump into just Justin. Do we? One question before we jump into do. Did you see the uh, the San Francisco Giants? It's, I guess they're going to be taking. I don't know if they're going to be charging for this or what. But you, I guess fans can submit headshots or pictures of themselves to be cutouts for uh, in the in the ballpark. Really, like uh, in Arizona. Yeah. Oh no, shit. That's pretty funny. So my question to you is, I, I'm pretty sure you have one of those. Remember, back, remember years back when people used to print out those giant heads of, for graduations and stuff of, of people? Yeah, man. I'm sure there's a Justin West floating head around there somewhere. You might want to submit that or, or a recent uh, picture of yourself. for, for the. I have something in mind. Yes, I do. If <laughs> and when, maybe I might do that. Actually, if it was for like the Niners, the Seahawks, or the Rams, or the Cardinals, I might be inclined to do that as well. There you go. You know, get get a little a uh, little uh, a little brand advertising for uh, for your 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 real estate organization. You know, I don't know if they want me to be associated in that light, depending on the face I choose. But <laughs> to your point, it would be good advertisement, though. Yes. Yeah, we'll see. So, so let's, right, let's get into some football. Yep, yeah, let's talk some football. So, like I mentioned before. No OTAs right now. There's no, you know, there's no rookie mini camp. And so it does put a big delay in terms of development for rookies and the team is trying to get, get it all, all along. But, you know, there has been some activity and for better or worse, there's been a lot of news lately for San Francisco 49ers in which those Niners receivers, there were several Niners receivers. I believe there were about 15 total in the group. Uh, that also included Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and a couple of other quarterbacks. But then they had a, you know, a training session in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it also featured George Kittle, uh, Jawan Jennings, Jalen Hurd, Trent Taylor. But more notably, and, you know, this is old news now uh, as of June 25th, but Debo Samuel, uh, yeah, he's got a Jones fracture in his foot. And so he is out. For a bit, this is the same injury that Trent Taylor had gone through last year. And he pretty much missed the whole season last year because he just he just couldn't recover. He had an infection. He had several surgeries on his foot, screwing it in and whatnot. And that is the same exact injury that Debo Samuel has sustained. And from what I understand, uh, he is out at least 10 weeks. Uh, Debo on his mm-hmm. Instagram said six weeks for recovery four weeks of training and rehab to get up to par. And by theory, he should be ready for, I don't know, like week two of the season, but uh, yeah, it's a major blow for these Niners. And to make yeah. it worse to double down on that, that same group at Nashville, Tennessee, uh, they haven't disclosed it, but one of those players has tested positive for COVID-19. And so, yeah, man, uh, they had good intentions of trying to get the group together and ready for this upcoming season. But uh, that is a huge blow for the Niners right now. What, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, I saw that. Um, I think we were in a group group text and kind of sending out just thoughts on that. It was, it was, it is a huge blow, especially coming off the season that he had um, with Emmanuel Sanders leaving, clearly opening the door for him to be WR one. Um, really you know a guy who's a game changer um so definitely uh had big expectations for a second year and don't get me wrong you know 
he's a young guy. If he already had surgery, if he can re can rehab and can kind of get PT going soon, you know, who knows, but first, you know, but personally I think 10 weeks is being very optimistic. Um, like you said, Trent Taylor had same injury and missed majority of the season. So, you know, it's uh and then again, you're going to miss all those OTAs and training camp and then come in a little rusty and have all these expectations. Uh, it's, uh, it's not looking great, but um, you know, if there's any team that's going to, you know, be able to kind of figure out something based on the offense uh, around George Kittle and other weapons they have, it's Kyle Shanahan. So that gives me some optimism. Another wrench in this all too. Seventh round pick, Richie James. Uh, he was not in Tennessee, but he was trading on his own. He also broke his wrist. I'm just going to put it out there right now. So they have two of their receivers oh, okay. hurts. Yeah. Uh, you know, Richie James was their kick returner last year. Uh, but yeah. I will say this. Brendan Ayuk, Trent Taylor, Jalen Hurd, these are guys that weren't on the roster or they weren't contributing last year. So you put, you know, uh, in terms of expectations, you, you know, opportunities should be there. Mm. But yeah, man, it's um, you know for for a team like the Niners, where you, you look at this wide receiver depth. I mean, they're talented. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of unproven talent. It's just it's just a lot to take in right now. You know what? This is actually might be an opportunity for your boy uh, Dante Pettis to actually do something. That's right. He's going into his third year. Rookie season was promising. Sophomore year, not so much. He wasn't even on the Super Bowl roster. He wasn't no. even suited up. For the super scratch, Bowl. yeah, yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about him before and, and everything. Uh, again, you got you to make it take advantage of the opportunities they're given to you now. Two guys down, and you know, a, a rookie and a youth coming in, and Taylor coming off injury, and Hurd is in his second year who didn't play much last year. You know, it's uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm still, I'm still kind of uh a little sad that, you know, we weren't able to keep Sanders. I think he would have been huge for us this, in this, in the, in the second year, in the second year with, with us. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get it too. It was a lot of money for uh, a player that I want to say long in the tooth. Cause I mean, he still has plenty of football left in him, but yeah, they, uh, they went the other routes. Yeah. He drafted Brendan Uke in the first round, but given COVID-19 and just like I mentioned before with OTAs and rookie rookie mini camps being put on hold, it puts a lot of stress on these rookies to contribute because it, I mean, it's hard enough in a regular season for a rookie development. Um, I mean, I, I remember Debo Samuel, he didn't really become the Debo Samuel that we know uh, until like the second half of the season. So let alone yeah. Brandon Ayuk, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be, it's going to be challenging. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But taking a page out of this COVID-19 ordeal. So, I mean, that's been put on hold. Um, but I mean, just thinking aloud, I mean, going into this NFL season too, because, you know, Disneyland in Miami with, you know, with NBA, um, Arizona, you know, that was another destination too that was supposed to be a possibility for a lot of these, these teams, you know, NFL teams to have for, for their training camp. And lo and behold, I mean, you know, the Rona is, is spiking really high in Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to be like a lot of these states in the you know southwest, south, 
you know, uh, Southeast, they're kind of, you know, they, they had not have as many cases to begin with. They were quick to kind of open things up. And now there's just this surge. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I read yesterday, Florida had 5,000 new cases in one day. 5,000. 5,000. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, and you can even see, looking back, you, you can go back towards like, you know, March and April when they closed all the beaches, Florida was, you still saw spring breakers there and like, what, like what the hell are they doing? You know, it's like people are there just, I don't know. I, I think we could have a whole other discussion about, you know, some of the idiots who are, who are out there right now, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's interesting now that, you know, NBA, like you said, it's going back to Orlando in what, a couple of weeks. I know they'll be kind of in a bubble there, so to speak. Um, but still, you know, it does, it's not after that, it's kind of, you're starting to see a lot of these players now who are dropping out, you know, for, for good reason. I, I don't blame them. You know, there's no, um, there's not a whole lot of incentive to continue to play at this, at how, how things are currently. Let me ask you this. And it's not completely apples to apples, maybe a little apples to oranges. Cause I mean, they're kids for Christ's sake, but I'm sure you saw the news college football in the sec. Um, Mm-hmm. Alabama, uh, LSU, Clemson, well, not Clemson, you know, put them in the mix. But, yeah, there's several players yeah. that got tested positive for oh, yeah. COVID-19. But I will say this, yeah. too. I don't necessarily think in that neck of the woods, you know, being in the SEC, I don't know if they were really social distancing, but they caught it. Um, it makes you wonder about training camp for the NFL, if and when they do finally do a real training camp, how to see it. That's going to go. That might be really contingent. The whole NFL season might be contingent upon how things go with training camp. I mean, what are your thoughts about this? This. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to your point about the about the college football teams. Like, I mean, all those states, all those teams um, or universities, where you know they had twenty five, thirty cases. I think Clemson had thirty cases. You know, they're all south, south, southern, southeastern states where they had said, "Oh, okay, it's safe to come back." Um, and then there's this huge rush of them, you know, you're not seeing that from the California universities, you know, you're not seeing that up here, you know, things are not, I saw at, at UW, you know, some of the, some of the new you know, football recruits are coming in, but still they're like, you can even see how the level of, you know, the precautions are taking and such. Um, I know the NFL is looking at using different types of face masks uh, on the helmets, um, things like that to avoid as much context as possible. But, you know, again, it's, we, this thing was bad. It got worse. People thought it was getting better. Now it's getting worse again. It's who knows it's uh, in training camps. You know, it's, I think the one thing is Goodell has, I feel like the one thing he hasn't wavered on is from the beginning, he's saying we're going to have a season and he's kind of sticking to that. Whereas all the other pro pro sports, uh, uh, you know, commissioners and such have been saying, you know, I'm not sure. Obviously NBA took, took, took some time to figure out what they're going to do. MLB just figured out this week. Um, hockey, you know, I'm not sure what they're doing. I think they're, I think they agreed on some sort of terms, but yeah, it seems like, you know, the NFL has an agenda they want to stick to. So. I mean, to your point, the NFL drafts did not get compromised. They still did it. Nope. Uh, they did it virtually. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but they didn't delay the draft. And it was actually, nope largely successful they did a great job with that yeah. um yeah the season what 
Roger Goodell and the NFL have to their advantage is they are like one of the last sports to really start their, mm-hmm. their season. MLB, NBA, obviously, you know, they were supposed to start a lot sooner, so that's been delayed. But the NFL is kind of like the last part because they usually start in fall time. So they have a lot of time to not make an announcement and, and save face and try to figure it out. So I'll be intrigued. To your point, I think Goodell has every intention to start it on time. But there's just a lot of things like, you know, we were hearing all these things earlier about, like I mentioned before, Arizona and Miami and, and all this working out. Um, but that's kind of going down to shits right now with the second wave. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Things are kind of loose right now, but mm-hmm. I'd say big picture wise, because, you know, shout out to those Los Angeles Rams, those Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers, those Las Vegas Raiders, but they have brand new stadiums that are supposed to debut in 2020, but it's really hard to debut them if you don't have fans in, in attendance to enjoy their new stadiums, right? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, honestly... Yeah, I feel like uh, the the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, whatever Death Star Stadium has been in works for like it seems like years now. I think it's probably been like three years now or two years now. Yeah, um, you know, it's yeah, that's a good point that you know they have these billion dollar stadiums and there's going to be cut out fans or crowd noise in there, not actual real real people in there. So yeah, um, you know, it's uh yeah, it's it's. Who knows at this point? I think that's really the motto of 2020 is, is the, uh, you know, the hands up emoji. I don't know. And it's funny too, because they made the, oh, HBO made the announcement too, that for the first time ever for hard knocks during the off season, you're going to have not one, but two teams on HBO hard knocks. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be the mm-hmm. chargers and the Rams. And so what type of off season they're going to have? Interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, yeah. let's go ahead and shift our way. I know we're doing a lot of speculatory news right now because these are things that have yet to come. But let's get back to like off-season NFL stuff, okay? So I don't know if you've heard of a player, but his name is—he's pretty good. His name is Jamal Adams. He's a strong safety for the New York Jets. Mm. Right. Pretty good. Pretty mm-hmm. good. So. A couple years ago, Mm -hmm. he he was in this draft class that included the likes of Patrick Mahomes, um, Mitch Trubisky, Solomon Thomas. (laughs) But Jamal Adams, it was right there for – well, technically, he was right there for the Niners. They passed up on him. But um, he was drafted sixth overall by the Jets, and he has been a stellar safety in this league. And he's going – he's been in the league for a couple years now. This is his third season. He has about two years left on his deal. And it seems whether it's been between his contracts, head coach Adam Gase uh, losing like a lot of football, but uh, he has demanded a trade. And the interesting thing about that is, you know, he's got two years left on his deal. He wants a new deal. Uh, But he mentioned seven teams that he would love to play for. And out of those seven teams, two of them belong in the NFC West the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. And so he's essentially telling the NFC West, or at least half the NFC West, hey, man, come get me. Seattle, Mm -hmm. San Francisco, come get me. So let me ask you this. Uh, let's, Let's go ahead and start with the Seahawks. I mean, you know, 
Legion of Boom 2.0. Do you think that could happen? <laughs> Jamal Adams? Yeah. You know what? I would tell you that just having lived in Seattle for exactly one year today, which is kind of crazy. Um, today, today is your one year anniversary in Seattle? Him, they, one year today. It's crazy. Yeah, time. Oh, cheers, time, buddy. Time, but right, but cheers, but I've been in quarantine for a, a third of it. So <laughs> It's all good, baby. Here's a year. Uh, anyway, no, I would say if, if Seahawks did sign him, that would they would be ecstatic. They would be so happy because of, uh, you know, I, they're one, you know, to them, you know, thank goodness that they, they won the Super Bowl 2013 because, you know, have, losing the year after that, that's the one thing they can hang their hat on. You know, all those other things, all those games, losing with, you know, you know we talked about this before in the pod. They're 13 threes last season, but they didn't feel that, they didn't feel like a 13 three team. They felt like they could have lost four of those games easily. So, you know, subtract, you know, nine and seven easily but at the same time you know they were in it and i think that's probably the reason why obviously the niners and Seahawks are at the top of adam's list but um yeah if they were to sign him they would be great you know he's a young guy he's obviously one of the best safeties in the league um the legion of boom has had a lot of fluctuation for sure with you know sherman leaving and um you know uh chancellor and all those guys kind of going in and out it's like that that there's no more of that kind of that identity for them. And, you know, we talked about this before is, you know, the secondary was an issue for the Seahawks this year as well. So he could definitely come in and be immediate help. Um, I'm trying to think of who plays safety currently for the Seahawks. I, I mean, you probably be, know better uh, than I do. Yeah. It would be Bradley McDougal at free safety. Uh-huh. And safety right now is slated to be Marquise Blair, uh, second round pick. Okay. Yeah. So Clearly, he would be slated as a starter. Yeah. Just injured him right away. Probably take over for right. Marquise Blair, yeah. So, yeah, no, I would say that he'd be – exactly. He would definitely be a big hit. And, uh, you know, whatever they figured out with Clowney, I have no idea. It seems like they're not going to re-sign him. But if they did, that, that would cause – you know, addressing that side of the ball would be huge. Because, obviously, the Seahawks, it's – everything revolves around Russ. You know, everything – every facet of it not offense and defense so whatever makes him happy i think would make the seahawks fan base happy 12 too i think on paper out of the seven teams this is this screams seattle seahawks and the reason why i say that is well i, I guess this is like a backhanded compliment but hear me out okay, okay. Seahawks, they've they've done these trades before whether it be percy harvin jimmy graham whatever big time trades uh, they've swung for the fences, and sometimes it works. Sidney Rice as well, I just thought of. Uh, Sidney Rice, Jimmy Graham. Uh, yeah, like, it's – well, Percy Harvin's kind of a mixed review, Super Bowl and all. But, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they've been aggressive. Jimmy Graham, what have you. They've been aggressive. Um, I can see them totally with the track record doing it again and swinging for the fences for Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is – Younger than 25. He is under 25. I think he's like mm-hmm. what, 23, 24. Yeah. So he is That's like crazy. prime yeah. time. Like he's still on his rookie deal for Christ's sake. He's been in the league for three yeah. years, you know? So yeah. he, is, yeah. he is still hitting his stride. So that would be huge to really revamp the secondary because on paper, you have Quinn Dunbar, which as of now, he's still a Seahawk, but you have Quinn Dunbar, you have Shaquille Griffin, two stellar quarterbacks on paper. 
And you have Quandre Diggs. Oh, shoot. I forgot about him. You have Quandre Diggs yeah. and Bradley McDougal. Recent edition. Oh, my, oh, my, oh yeah. my God. All right. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. So you have Quandre Diggs. You have Bradley McDougal. I mean, um, I think out of that secondary for those safeties, one of them is going to be traded. But that's a really good group on paper. And if you add Jamal Adams, I mean, that is just uh, – that yeah. really is Legion of Boom 2.0. Um, that would be awesome. And the backhanded comment that I would like to make is their first round picks the last couple of years has not worked out. It mm-hmm. hasn't been good. You know, you can look at Rashad Penny, you can look at mm-hmm. Malik McDowell, you can look at uh, LJ Collier, but mm-hmm. they have not panned out yet. Uh, the last like what major deal for a second year contract or a second contract has been like Justin Britt. The rookies mm-hmm. have not really panned out so far. And so, you know, you could make a case that uh, they should be aggressive. I mean, this, this is Russell Wilson in his prime years. You need to give him some primetime players, you know. Russell Wilson on the offense. Yeah. Adams on the defense, you know. Yep. I mean, I know you're mentioning most of the defensive guys, but one rookie that did pan out is DK Metcalf. So That is true. He was a second-round <laughs> pick. Yep. He was a second-round pick. Um Tell a look at DJ Metcalf, Russell Wilson, but you're still with, I mean, you know, I, I I know, I know there's Bobby Wagner, but Jamal Adams Mm -hmm. secondary, they're known for good secondaries or they, they weren't known for good secondaries. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What are, what are your, did you, I'm sure you saw that video of uh, Jamal Adams. He's, I think he was down in somewhere in Texas or something. And some guy was saying, Hey, are you coming to the Cowboys? And he said, like, I'm trying or something or something like that. Did you see that? Yeah, and I get it too. I mean, he's from Texas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I say it's not as likely for him to go to Dallas versus Seattle is just because Dallas, I don't know if you know, but they have a certain quarterback that they're trying to retain, you know? Mm-hmm. It'd be 31 mil on the franchise tag or 40 plus for what he wants for a long-term contract. So there's that, and they just, you know, Amari Cooper and all these other players. It's going to be really hard to retain. Uh, yeah. So that's why I feel but, Seattle might be a good fit. That's why I say True. That. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think then, for, well, I think for Seattle, it would be either someone in the secondary. So it, it might be Bradley McDougal or Quandry Diggs and a pick to get it done. That's, okay, that's my next question what would it look like um and then again how does it work with these guys who are disgruntled with their current team saying demanding a trade like how you know what i mean you know i know like at least what it's like for in college college basketball and college football it's like you know players who are disgruntled they want to transfer schools a lot of times the schools will bar you know them transferring to other schools within the same um you know, within the same, uh, conference, things like that, you know, but how does it work in the NFL? You know, these guys are like, I'm tired of playing this team here. Are the teams I actually want to go to. And then, and then, and then the, the organization's like, okay, sure. We'll just work with based on what you want, even though you don't want to be here. So to your point, there's a lot more power for the employer, which is, you know, the team for the NFL versus other teams. Like, I don't know, uh, MLB and NBA, you know, you can look at like when Chris Paul, for example, wanted to get traded and when he didn't want to be a Clipper, like that happened pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. for the NFL, uh, a lot of it, 
Because here's the thing. Not a lot of their salary is guaranteed in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to have certain clauses, certain incentives uh, for their payout structure, you know. So a lot of it has to do with games played and reporting to training camp and whatnot. And so they won't hit those incentives unless they, you know, they're present. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes it pretty tough for NFL players to necessarily get what they want. And keep in mind, too, that Jamal Adams doesn't have a year left on his contract. He's got two years because he's got that fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. So I think this upcoming year, he's – shoot, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think, you know, for his fourth year on a rookie deal, he's going to get, like, what, like a million? Uh, and then his fifth year, he, he goes up to, like, nine and a half. But, no, yeah, he, he wants to get paid. Uh, technically, if the Jets want to, they can just tell him this – pretty much shut up and play. Um, they could do that. But at the same time, too, if you really don't want to be there, I mean, uh, you might as well try to get some value from him if he really doesn't want to be there in the, in the long term. But that, that's a tough decision for, for any employer, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. How do, what do you – I know you mentioned before, but how – what are your thoughts of him on the Niners? So fit wise, fit wise. Yeah. So like I said, I think the Seahawks would be more likely than the Niners, but let's just talk about uh, from a scheme perspective. No, I think it would be, it would be great just because, you know, the Niners, they already have a really good defensive line. They have a really good pass rush. You know, they're technically their secondary was one of the top pass defenses last year in the league, but you know, uh, you saw in the Super Bowl that, uh, yeah, you know, they have some room for improvement in their secondary. Richard Sherman is getting longer in the tooth. And you just look at it right now. You have Tarts, Tart's got one year left on his deal. Sherman, one year left on his deal. K1 Williams, Keller Witherspoon. And so, yeah, they definitely have a lot of leeway on their secondary. Um, Jamal Adams is a strong safety, too, by the way. He's not a free safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's better in the box. He is kind of a, that, I won't say linebacker per se, but, you know, yeah. he's he's physical. He's, I mean, He's yeah. built like that for sure. I mean, I was trying to think of the Niners and their personnel. I don't – they don't really have anyone who kind of has that sort of body style of playing safety at the moment. It would be a good element for the Niners to have, to have him in the box. Um, it would be – and here's the thing too. Like, I think – I kid you not, even D, I know D Ford had injuries, but he matched the sack total for D Ford. He was one of the top safeties in, in, in sacks. So he's very aggressive. He, he, can, he can make plays. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you see the fits, um, and it would, would be nice to kind of surround. I mean, just think about it. If they were to retain, and this is by theory, if they retain George Kittle to his contract, but, you know, in terms of under 25, you have Nick Bosa pass rusher you have Jamal Adams in the secondary and yeah I mean that's just a really good way to start out your friend you know your defense you know oh yeah Fred Warner I mean yeah that's on all three levels of your defense D-line linebacker and secondary Mm -hmm. that's a good way to start off your defense Uh, yeah for sure the one caveat to that though is already they're paying top tier dollar for, for positions that aren't necessarily deserving in the traditional sense of building a roster in terms of the money you spend, they're paying top dollar to their running backs. I think they're like number two in the league for running back 
cap allocation, right? Uh, but that also includes Kyle Juszczyk as a fullback. They're paying him top dollar, right? Uh, but And right now you have George Kittle, who is due for a contract. They've been trying to negotiate with him. And from what I understand from his agents, he doesn't want tight end money. He wants wide receiver money. So he wants mm-hmm. between 15 to $18 million a year for a tight end, right? So tight end and running backs, they're not typically paid top tier money for a lot of teams. And you're already, supposedly you're already committed to that, let alone someone like a safety. It's hard. It's hard to put that amount of money uh, on a team. And when you know that, you know, the likes of Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, like they're due for contracts as well. So that's why, I mean, as much as I'd like to say it would be good on paper, it's tough. Um, mm-hmm. And may I remind you, though, Camo, that, you know, with this COVID-19, for the lack of attendance, because, well, COVID-19, you'll get your TV deal, but all the concessions, all the ticket sales are going to be mm-hmm. omitted, right? So yeah. I don't think it's just speculation. It's going to it's gonna happen, but the salary cap is going to go down in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. That, yeah. That's all I got to yeah. say. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with your analysis there. I think it's, I think it'll be a long shot for the 49ers. Obviously, I would, like you said, I would, I would welcome it. But between them and then Seahawks, I could definitely, I think the Seahawks have the edge there. I think if the Niners were to do something, it would be like Tukwiski Tart, because he already, you know, he plays the same position, but you do Tukwiski Tart and like a first round pick mm-hmm. for Jamal Adams. And that's a tough task as well because like i mentioned before they have a lot of players that they need to resign draft picks are valuable now especially when you're like a winning team you need to use yeah. draft picks to like fill in the gaps as you have to pay top dollars to your players you know yeah yeah for I sure know. i don't know yeah uh any other thoughts to that i mean that's this is the uh, the jamal adams chapter in the nfc west right now no yeah we'll see we'll see what happens with that um you know at least uh it's nice to have, you know, at least two of the NFC West teams thrown in the mix there. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on else in the NFC West? Like I mentioned before, Rams, they're going to be in training camp. Mm-hmm. They got their new stadium. We already talked plenty of Niner football. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Let's we can go a little off topic, but it's kind of relevant in today's world. You know, for Black Lives Matter, the BLM movement that has, uh, yeah, no, it's been a big awakening and Mm -hmm. i do support it um but it was nice to see russell wilson who you know in in years past you know in 2017 when kaepernick took a knee and made his stance for um his protest against police violence and brutality um but he was actually featured russell wilson was featured on the sbs a couple of a couple of days ago black lives Mm -hmm. matter shirt he was a big proponent uh pushing for that you know giving a lot of credits to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and whatnot. Uh, and you just happen to live in Seattle right now. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the entire world, this entire country. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of protests went on in Oakland, San Francisco. Uh, but you're in Seattle right now. So, I mean, just, you know, what's, what's your take on it all? Yeah. I mean, certainly, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting time to be alive, to say the least. Um, being here in Seattle, uh, I'm, you might've heard, but you know, there was this whole, uh, uh, they call it Capitol Hill organized protest chop 
area. Basically, uh, uh, organized protesters took four or five blocks of uh, downtown Seattle and kind of roped it off and uh, made it this. Uh, they initially called it Capitol Hill um, Autonomous Zone, Chaz, uh, but they, they switched the name. But basically, saying you know, cops are not are not allowed here, and it's definitely an interesting dynamic um, being so close to this sort of level of, uh, of, you know, intensity and emotion and everything going on. You know, my office is in downtown. Um, it is really, yeah, you know, yeah, just blocks away. I'm sure, you know, a few weeks ago now when the first, first protests or first, um, protests, but then subsequent looting occurred and all the cop cars getting lit on fire and all the van, all the vandalism and looting, all that stuff. Um, yeah, that was happening right, right down where I work. So, um, it was a, uh, it's, you know, I think that part has calmed down, but there's still protesters who are marching out uh, every night almost and walking on the freeway and doing that kind of stuff. So, you know, again, I, I'm, I, I'm fully supportive of the message and what's happening. Um, you know, I would, I would try to join them if it could, if, if, you know, obviously I have a family and, you know, um, if it felt a little safer, I just feel like there's just this level of, 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 uh, uh, safety where it's you know obviously it's you can't guarantee that but at the same time and, and you know we had 99 percent of people there are there for the right the right reason you still have some individuals who are there for the wrong reason just taking advantage of the situation so um but yeah no i think it's what's happening now you know aside from the pandemic it's it's something that's obviously it's unfortunate it's, it's taken so you know all these deaths to really get to get to be at this point. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've heard kind of about this um, this kind of revisiting of this new case of uh, in Colorado of uh, of a uh, of a black man from last year who was uh, who was killed. Malaysia, uh, right? Correct. Yeah. So um, you know things like that where it's just like why was that kind of swept under the rug for like a year? You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, um, but I think it's really going to make going, you know, having influential people like Russell Wilson and all these celebrities and athletes saying this needs to change now, and by taking a stand and really doing it, that's really going to be the only way for people to to slowly make a change. And then obviously, you know, hopefully voting in this election and, and getting uh, some new representation in there come the fall because our current current leader is uh, not cutting it and it's interesting too because the timing of it all because they have the nfl season were to start on time it's going to start come fall time right mm-hmm. elections are in november mm-hmm. uh i will be curious to see what the players do uh because i fully expect them to do some form of protests during the games uh whether mm-hmm. they take knee or whatnot but then at the same time too uh, this is unprecedented as well because come 2017 when you look back Goodell and the owners, they, you know, obviously they, they weren't for it. Um, they kind of shunned slash blacked, blacked out Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they've made statements you know, <laughs> fully supportive of this form of protest. Uh, this is kind of a deep question. So, you know, you could take your time. But what, what's your theory behind if Goodell allows or is okay, you know, there's permissible for, for forms of protest, whether it be a knee or something else, is that really a protest for these players to make a mo- movement, to make a statement? Because if protest is meant to make you feel uncomfortable, to 
bring eyes and attention towards injustices, right? But mm-hmm. if I won't say it's going to be, I don't know, mainstream or whatever, but mm-hmm. if it's allowed by the league, is that still an effective protest? Uh, this is, uh, you guys, it's, yeah. it's a little, it's yeah. a tough question, but you get what I'm saying though, right? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, a couple thoughts. Well, first, kind of going back to Goodell and him addressing Kaepernick. First of all, he did not directly address Kaepernick. He he never named named him, right? He sure, basically no, he was didn't. saying he, yeah. he was basically saying, you know, the actions that were taken could have been handled differently. But again, I think it was like Malcolm Jenkins saying today, or or a field of players saying Goodell. In order to write this, he needs to flat out address Colin Kaepernick directly, apologize to him directly, and say, we messed up. We are sorry. We want to make this better. We support you. And that hasn't happened. Now, he, is, he has said, you know, we, we realize that things were said kind of, we are wrong in some ways. But again, it was kind of half-assed almost. Um, so and again, you guys, you guys and lawyer again, pretty much. I mean, you know, it's nice yeah, exactly. And nice yeah. And again, and, and again, and again, if, um, you know, they're not going to mm-hmm. NFL at this point in this, the nature of how things are in the current state of affairs, like there's no way they're going to say, we don't support our players protesting. Cause if they're going to come out and say that, then it would be players. There would, there would be no players would not play, you know, there would not be enough players available on teams to have games. So again, they kind of, they're kind of obligated to say so. And so to your point, I, I do feel like if that's the case, I don't think it's, it's players protesting and if they're given the go-ahead to do so. I don't think it's them kind of saying, this is a mainstream thing. I feel like we have to do this. I think I really feel like it's done to a level where, you know, the majority of players in the NFL are black, right? It's like right. Nine, 80 or 90%. Um, so it's, it's bigger than just, just the you know, employee-employer sort of relationship dynamic. It's them being able to use their platform, which is huge and spans millions and millions of people, um, you know, to really show that this is unacceptable, um, and that, you know, the drastic things can happen. So I do anticipate that when the season starts, you will likely see majority, if not all the players taking a knee during the national anthem. That's my prediction. And it's interesting too, because, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure there are plenty of people that think otherwise uh, about the protests or feeling otherwise about, you know, taking a knee during the national anthem. But you kind of already saw Drew Brees, for example, <laughs> spoke out. Time and place, but it was not well received. No. Nope. So even if there are players or fans or whatever like that feel some sort of way, um, I won't say they're being forced to accept it, but you, you know what I'm saying, right? It's just... Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of interesting factors going on right now, uh, which is to, to your point about Goodell not necessarily uh, admitting to Colin Kaepernick, but kind of sidestepping and acknowledging mm-hmm. what's going on in a PC perspective. You know, so yeah, I don't know if Roger uh, Goodell really means it though. You know, yeah, I mean he's he again he's you know he's gotten a lot of scrutiny over the years um, for you can just name a variety of cases, high profile things where he was either blase about it or just or Ray really Rice. didn't yeah. exactly yeah that's a good one you know um but this is something where it's like wow Kaepernick was saying this literally like four years ago 
You know, he's been denied the ability to work in the NFL for this whole time. And because he was, you know, addressing things four years ago and getting so much backlash back then, you know, and it's like, you know, and that's not even him being a football player. It's just him taking a stand. Now, now he's, he's viewed as, you know, like, wow, this is what he was saying so long ago. Like, why didn't we listen? Um, you know, and again, I, Kaepernick hasn't come on, you know, record much from in recent months. I haven't seen him saying anything, you know, I guess he's just trying to lead by example and through his, his kind of message and such and saying, you know, internally, I kind of told you so, but, um, you know, and then in terms of his football prowess, you and I know, I mean, aside just from being 49ers fans, but just putting that aside that he is better than all of the current backups in the league right now. And he's probably better than a good number of the current starters. So let me pick you off that because a couple of years ago when Colin Kaepernick was, you know, a free agent because he's mm-hmm. still is a free agent, but you know, Pete Carroll did mention that he did try out. He did take a look at Colin Kaepernick, but it was interesting to note. Uh, I mean, I, I want your thoughts on this. So they said that they took a look at Colin Kaepernick, but they decided to not go with him because they said he's good, but he's a little too good to be a backup. He'll probably be a starter somewhere <laughs> else. And that's why we choose not to yeah. go with Colin Kaepernick as a Seahawk. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has actually really said on record, like he's too good to be a backup uh, that we'd rather let our competition sign him anyways. But that mm-hmm. was his excuse slash reason to not yeah. sign him as a Seahawk. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's really just taking the easy way out. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. I mean, got kind of touched on it earlier. Seattle loves Russell Wilson. He is a king here. He honestly, I asked one of my colleagues the other day, who is the biggest, uh, you know, in terms of who is like the king of Seattle, and it's really, you know, is it you can throw out, uh, you know, some aside from like some of those, you know, old school baseball players and kind of going back to the day. You know, Ken Griffey Jr., obviously, even though he never won a World Series, he was an icon. He still is an icon here. Ichiro's icon here. Um, uh, Russell Wilson and, you know, um, you know uh, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, those guys. Russell Wilson blows them all away. He's that far and away the sort of king of Seattle, for sure. And so with that, it's like, you know, Pete Carroll has been there for several years now. And he seems, you know, that, his, that response seems kind of like a Pete Carroll-type response, honestly. Um, you know, and I, I, there's some, probably some truth to it as well. Um, but again, you know, when don't most coaches say that the best competition, the best way you get the most out of your players is by having good competition. So wouldn't that be a good problem to have if you have two quarterbacks who are playing at a super high level competing to be the number one guy. And it's not just Pete Carroll too. There's been plenty of other, um, Shoot, I mean the Rams. They said that they they looked into the Broncos. Did and they, you know, everyone has their own reasons, you know. But yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I think the money thing has been an issue for sure. I know that, like, looking back, back when like the AAF and the XFL were were teams for like a few months. You know, they they talked to Kaepernick, but he obviously wanted too much money that they can afford. Um, but it, again, you know, you just kind of look at something these rosters currently and it's like some of these guys i'm like who are these guys like they weren't even like starters in college you know and it's like their third string quarterback in the nfl all right all right i don't know man 
But I will tell you this, you know, 2020, not even as a season, but 2020 as a year has been just a lot of, um, a lot of emotions, a lot of mixed emotions. It's been a big thinking piece in terms of how you evaluate our lives, sports, just everything all together. So yeah. maybe Colin Kaepernick will get signed. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, um, I know there's rumors going around, but I, of all the teams that I've seen, I could, I could definitely see one of the, I can definitely see the chargers or the Raiders. I think those, I think if there's an end up on team, it'd be one of those two. Stay tuned. Cause yeah, there's been talks. There's been rumors. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's all I have top of mind within the NFC West, within Colin Kaepernick, within COVID-19, within Black Lives Matter. This has been a pretty comprehensive pod, by the way. I know. Yeah. I, I, know, I don't know what you're going to title this one, but uh, it's been good. Yeah. If anything, I think it was just a lot of catch up because we haven't mm-hmm. done a pod in a few minutes, but it's good. No, it's good. Yeah. And I hope that in the next cu- couple of weeks, uh, you know, we, we will get a little bit more word on where the season is heading in terms of deadlines within the off season is there going to be a preseason is there going to be this is there going to be that i don't know i don't know just yeah but Sounds good. Uh, having said that let's just go ahead and wrap it up okay my other final thoughts i'm i'm pretty good to go man no that was that was that was it uh kind of touched all corners there so it was it was good okay well hey to our loyal listeners my apologies it's been a minute since we did a pod but continue to, to follow the pod whether it be on itunes spotify wherever you else you may hear it from also twitter at just the west and of course the blog which i've not done too much lately but it still remains to be <laughs> at www.justthewest.com and also instagram at just the west camo i really appreciate your time i hope you stay safe wear a mask you know stay healthy for your family work from home be good But until next time, guys, we out here. Peace. Peace. Wait.